This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's a tennis betting podcast and YouTube show brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. It's a Tuesday afternoon, which means one thing. I speak to the senior ATP Tour handicapper for Because We Win, Sean Calvert, about tomorrow's matches in the three this week ATP Tour events. We're only talking about two of those, Sean, but uh, how's the early part of your week been? Did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you watch Taylor Swift? Did you see it? No, no, and no, I think no? is the answer to that. Um, it's on way too late for me anyway. It's on about oh. three o'clock in the morning, isn't it? It's not really I thought you'd be a big Usher fan like for the for the half the halftime show. I'm not staying up at th- till three or four o'clock in the morning to watch... 47 year old Usher do his uh, do his dance routine that's for sure um no I, funnily, I did see it like a bit of the highlights on on the sports news channel I, I did not recognize Taylor Swift at all to be honest so if you'd yeah. have if you'd have given me that lineup last week I probably would have got it wrong I'd, so there you go no Taylor Swift knowledge very little Super Bowl knowledge that's all I can say to you do really. you know I, I read somewhere today it was the second most watched TV event in history behind the man landed on the moon really yeah, this is just a worldwide global audience for the second most. How come this one was so so big? I think the Taylor Swift it? factor has a big part of it, and obviously the, it, who's the, tuning in to watch her? She's not playing. She's just the, there, Swifties. She? Swifties. There's only one Swift in my world. That's John Swift. I'm not. I'm not. Not concerned about it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't tune in to just to, to watch somebody watching a game of, of of sport, would you? That's. No, that's a bit weird. She's the second most famous, uh, second most famous person named with the first name is Taylor. Taylor Fritz, obviously, in our world. Well, we'll talk about him later. I know a lot more about Taylor Fritz than I do about Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's for sure. yeah. So he's the only Taylor we will talk about on this show. Um, if we can get a fraction of the TV audience, that would be great for us. But if you have no, there's no Taylor Swift, is there? She's not sat there over there in the corner watching. There's not. Well, that's we not. We might happening. be able to get Sonia or some other kind of. Uh, you know, Sonia. Sonia. I don't think many people under Stay the age side. of about 50 in Britain are going are gonna to know who she is, to be honest. Well, Google Sonia. Not many people will know who she is, but I'm sure we can, or someone from sort of, sort of a 90s band that needs 90s female singing, we might be able to get her endorsed. Who likes tennis? When you go to Wimbledon, there's usually some famous faces at Wimbledon, isn't there? Who I wouldn't know. I've not been to Wimbledon for some considerable time. Uh, I'm usually... I'm usually in a state of high anxiety and annoyance when I'm at, I'm at Wimbledon, so I don't normally have uh, have time to do star spotting. To be honest with you, well, I saw Tom Holland at Wimbledon once. Do you know who he is? Spider-Man. Until until if you'd have asked me that question about two or three months ago, I would have said I've got absolutely no idea who you're talking about. But um, Lagan watched one of the Spider-Man movies. Um, it must be one of the relatively recent ones, and Natasha's a bit of a, a bit of a TV and movies buff. She knows all that stuff. Yep. And I said, who's, who's this? I said, who's this kid playing Spider-Man? I never had no idea who that is. And she said, oh, it's Tom Holland. I said, who? Yeah. Um, so I've only heard of him relatively recently. If it hadn't been for that incident, I would not have heard of him at all, no. Well, I know a few things about Spider-Man. Do you want to hear my little interesting things about Spider-Man before we go? Yeah, go on, then. His dad, Dom Holland, and his brother, Paddy Holland, 
was in the same class as my boy Harry at school. Well, how, well his, son, his brother. So Paddy Holland was Harry, one of Harry's best friends. Is that right? Yeah, and they went to a, a, a Catholic school in Kingston. They're from Kingston. And okay. They went to a school, and now his younger brother would be the same age as Harry, 18. And they, they were friends from 11 to 18. And uh, his dad, I used to go and watch uh, football, watch Harry play football, and he, and he, and he used to sit, sit, stand on the sidelines and tell his dad, his dad's a very famous comedian. If you Google his dad, you'll know him and you see him. And the other thing, he was, he was born in Kingston, where I'm from. And the other thing, one of our very, very, one of our subscribers and one of our people who follows everything we do here because we're in is, is a good friend of mine called Isle 19. He's like Mike Barberi. Give him a shout out. Mike, hello, yeah. Mike. You just become a grandfather. Hello, Mike. His son, Mikey, was in Spider-Man movie as well, so. There you go. There you go. So yeah, Spider-Man we... sitting there watching it with no none of this knowledge whatsoever and yeah. not really knowing who Tom Holland was. But now I know. I feel there suitably um, clued up now. Well, the link I was giving there, Holland, is obviously where we're going for the first match. It's in Rotterdam, in Holland, in the Netherlands. So yes. nice. And obviously Taylor's, Taylor's, Taylor Taylor um, Swift. We're talking about Taylor Fritz. So there was a common link there, really. We're going to talk about those in a minute. So It's a little convoluted, but yeah, let's, let's go We got there that. in the end. We got there in the end. I, <laughs> no, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't find any Tom relevance. Uh, let's have a look at the matches we're going to talk about tomorrow over in Rotterdam. It's the ABN M Amro uh, tournament that Sean was at last year. We obviously complained about the merch. I don't know if the lady's still in the job, but uh, I, don't, I don't... She ought you... not to be, really. I mean, oh. if you can't even produce merch when, you, when you've got the same t-shirts for all the ball kids there's, there's something wrong there well well hopefully well you can you can't we can't be sort of asking people to be fired from their jobs but if she is in a job you know hopefully she's she's doing well and she she might be sort of customer service somewhere else sure you never know do you? she could be she could turn up when you turn up in um she, she might wasn't customer service well, she, was in, she was in marketing i just i just think it's not great marketing is it if you're not if you're not getting your brand out there on, on people wearing t-shirts i'm not an expert in marketing, but that doesn't seem like the right thing to me. Not like that because we win team. We're busy very, very hard producing T-shirts for you. So if you need any T-shirts, we've got some competitions coming your way, which we're going to be giving away T-shirts. I've not got them yet, by the way. They've not arrived yet. They should have arrived ages ago. No, I told you the post was dodgy around here. It's not had anything yet. I sent them about a week ago. I know. It takes ages for the post to arrive here. It's should I be horrible. worried about that? Because he's got better, or is that the norm? It's not abnormal. Let's, let's say that. That's incredible. They were, everyone else got them the next day. Not me. There was a bag for Lagan and, and T-shirt. Oh, anyway. Okay, well, we'll have to talk about the British mail. There's something to complain about in a minute. I, I'm surprised <laughs> you. Oh, anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, the matches tomorrow in Rotterdam. Uh, we have had some action already. Um, what, do you, what do you think? Is, is it sort of, sort of playing up to the what you expected here? Yeah, it looked pretty slow. I, I, I suffered through Talon Greekspor against Massetti last night for some considerable time, and he did well to win it in the end, didn't he, Greekspor? But he... It just looks a, sl a hard, a difficult court to hit through to me, unless you've got extreme power. You know, Massetti was pretty comfortable. He, you know, he wasn't that rushed. It, it's just these slow Technifiber balls. They still play with these Technifiber balls here, the X1s. They're, they're slow. It's, it's a strange noise they make coming off the, the strings. I'm not, I'm not wild on it at all. It's just, it just seems to me like a, a, a medium slow at best. Um, conditions, particularly on the centre court. I haven't seen much of the outside courts yet. They're normally a little bit quicker, but for me, this is a court which is not that easy to hit through. If you haven't watched uh, Sunday's show, we gave some first round bets. They're not in action yet. We still had our, one of them a little bit later on. Hopefully today you, you may be able to see it, or it's tomorrow actually. Uh, Ruzavori against Umber. So you better, if you haven't seen the first show, watch the first show as a pick there. So uh, we got some. That's on the first match. That's the first match on tomorrow. Yeah, on, yeah uh, first court, which one. is 5 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. So you've got to be nice and early. We've got a match at 5 a.m. tomorrow 
Eastern time in Ruzavori Umber. But that's that's on Sunday. That was on Sunday show. So check that out if you haven't seen it. But today we're going to look at three matches here in Rotterdam. The first match we're going to look at is the number one seed and the uh, tournament favourite and the current Australian Open champion. Uh, all eyes have been on him. He's been here since Saturday, and that is Yannick Sinner. Very surprised he's turned up on Saturday in his first round match until Wednesday. He's been practicing hard on the on the practice courts. And he's a very, very heavy favourite against um, Rosic van der Sanchez, who's obviously a Dutchman playing in Holland. A minus 1,115 is the price for Yan- Yannick Sinner. So if you don't really understand American odds, what that means is you've got to put $1,115 on or pounds on, whichever you are, to win 100 which shows you a very heavy favourite he is. Uh, van der Sandtrup is plus 6.50. The spread here is 5.5. Uh, Sinner giving up 5.5 is plus 117. Uh, Bodic uh, plus 5.5 is minus 152. And the total here is 19.5. Now, that is over minus 130 and under minus 19.5. Now, we know that Sinner's in form. We know his indoor record has been superb over the last year. Um, but he's coming here with a lot of pressure. He's a, he's a major champion. He, 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 a lot of players have come to these positions before and haven't been able to replicate the form we saw. This is his first match back since winning that title. Massive match against Medvedev. They've changed his life. And you've got a, a local lad here who's going to have some support. And it looks like it's just been set up that it might not be as easy as those odds suggest there. Yeah, it's skinny, isn't it? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot to ask for Sinner. You know, you said yourself he's been here since Saturday. I bet he's had a ton of media stuff to do mm-hmm. as, as the Australian Open champion. I bet he's been here, there, and everywhere, promoting things and, and what have you. Um, it's not easy. You know, we've seen so many times to come from the conditions in, in Melbourne to, to here in Rotterdam. We've seen a lot of people struggle. You know, Medvedev went out in the first round here a, a few couple of years ago. I think he lost to Lajevic, didn't he? In the first round here a couple of years ago, Medvedev, when he came back from Australia. It's not, I think it's too easy just to say, oh yeah, Sinner will win this because he's he was playing great in the Australian Open. Well, yes, he was, but he's now got all the other stuff going on in his head as well, where he's, people are constantly after him 24-7. He's, he's now expected to win these sort of matches. I mean, these odds, what does he, 1 to 10 or whatever, to, to win this? 1 to yeah, 11. It, but it's, yeah, I think you have to take that, that, that price on in some way. He's not going to have the crowd with him this time, that's for sure. Um, Van der Zanskult will will have the crowd with him. Um, I was here last year, actually, watching Sinner in the first round. His first match last year was against Benjamin Bonds, and he dropped a set there. He ended up winning it in three sets in the end, but it just shows you it's not it's not that easy to go from Melbourne to here. The conditions are very very different. If you look at what Sin has done in the last twelve months in best of three set matches only, fifty three percent of his matches have gone over twenty point five total games. Now fifty three percent is implied probability of one point eight nine or minus one eleven, and we're getting with Bet Rivers plus money about the overs in a, in something that he's done over fifty three percent of the time. We know Van der Zanskoop's going to be highly motivated here. Uh, he should be. He should. This, this is Botic we're talking about. If you've not seen him play, he, he doesn't exude the greatest body language in the world, does he? He always looks like he's got the, the weight of the world on his shoulders. He should be in good spirits after he won the deciding rubber in Davis Cup for the Netherlands a, a few weeks ago. And he's also played a match and won a match here, a really good one as well, in the doubles. Beat a top pair, Kravitz and Wetz, last night, him and Robin Harser. So... He's had a match here uh, already. He, he's got nothing to lose here. He should, if he approaches this in the right way, which you never know with Van der Zanskul, there's no pressure on him. You know, people don't expect him to be um, sinner. I think this is a good situation for him. If, if, if Van der Zanskul had drawn somebody that he's expected to beat, I'd be tempted to back the other guy because of the, of the mental situation. He's, he's not good playing at home, Van der Zanskul. I think he's three and six win loss here. 
at this particular tournament. And he's not done well in other tournaments in, in the Netherlands either. So even if this match goes the same way that it did in Melbourne for the first two sets, which was 6-4, 7-5 to Sinner, that still brings the over 20 and a half games home, which, as I said, is a plus, um, plus 110 chance of Bet River. So I think there's a lot to like about the over games here. Yeah, I like the other games here. I mean, you you always with Botic, you always got a chance of a tiebreak, haven't you? For a seven five set, he's he plays actually, that kind of big serving. He does. You would think he he would play a lot of tiebreaks, but I remember doing a stats thing on him last year, and he he doesn't play that many tiebreaks. I don't know why, but you only need one of the first two sets to go to seven five, and you you're pretty much home with this, really, aren't you? Mm. Um, you know, if Sinner comes here and wins his six two six three, you know, I take my hat off to him and say say fair play, but. I'm happy to take the chance at, the, at these odds that, that van der Zanskut will at least make him work hard. Yeah, they have met once previously. It was on the way to the title, wasn't it? For, for Sinister, it was this one, yeah. He went 6-4, 7-5, and then 6-3. So yeah. not a hammering. Um, uh, you know, you would expect van der Zanskut to be up for this. He's got. To, he's very rarely up for anything. Van der Zanskut, by the way, always looks, as I said, um, a bit disgruntled and generally not happy with things. But... This should be a great situation for him in front of his home crowd, taking on the new, the new darling, if you like, of, of men's tennis with nothing to lose. He should really, you know, relish this occasion. And it is a big drop in levels, isn't it? I mean, you know, I, I can't sort of I, I overemphasize emphasize so much about the 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 drop down from someone who's won a major. You know, all the media attention in suddenly plays here in in Rotterdam. It's a bit of a come down for him. So you know, it, it, it is in very different conditions as well. You know, yeah. It's very. It's, I, 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 I agree with you. I mean, Sinner will probably win, and that's why he's such a heavy favourite. But even two odds, one to Sinner, if you want a big, a bigger yeah. price, that that's interesting as well. Or set one overs or something like that. It's, you know, there's 29 different markets available in this match for the Australian Open champion on his comeback against Bonnie Van der Sandtrip. But the general consensus here from myself and Sean is that it's not going to be as easy as those odds suggest. Uh, over total games over 20 and a half at plus money. Is that an official picture? Yeah, I'll take that. I think that's yeah. the best of best of the um, props that are around today. And uh, Cinema, you know, he's going to feel the pressure. So, it's but a night match this, by the way, seven thirty yeah. yeah. local time, one thirty p.m. Eastern time. That match, it's the evening match. So, um, it's kind of matches start early. As I said, five a.m. which start early, and one of those matches which is first on court is a match between two players who have who, have, who are struggling a little bit on on current form and rankings, and that's Denis Shapovalov who had to come through as a qualifier. Against Gael Monfils, it was a wild card. As Shapovalov would drop down to 127 in the world rankings for the Canadian. He was a career-ranked high in the top 10 not so long ago. Massive, massive drop down for Shapovalov. Uh, the odds here, Shapovalov is minus 175. Monfils is plus 138. Uh, the spread is one and a half, minus 137 for Shapovalov. Receiving that one and a half, so giving up that one and a half start, and Monfils receiving the start is plus 107. And the total here is 22 and a half. Um, both of these had injury problems, and Monfils is coming in with a little bit of an off-court issue as well, where he's disqualified from the last tournament he was at. The head heads won a one win apiece. Um, this is a tricky little match, really, to to judge both of their players. There, I think they're both fragile at the moment. But where do you see this one going? It's, it's a tough one to call this, isn't it? Mm. Um, the eleven a.m. start. Did you see what Bublik had to say about his eleven a.m. start today? By the way, no. He seems his 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 after his post match interview was all him moaning about having to having to be on court at eleven. One of the things he said was, "Who, who starts work at eleven a.m.?" Yeah, you don't. I know that. I do on some occasions actually. And he he wasn't like trying to be funny. He was he was like genuinely asking, "Who starts work at well?" 
pretty much everybody, I think. <laughs> that's a, that's a late the, day for everybody. That's a late start. A late he just kept going on and on and on about it, like it's some sort of outrage that he's been he's been made to start at eleven o'clock. He, t- he said he was talking to with his coach about pulling out, withdrawing <laughs> because he didn't want to. He, he said he said I don't. He said I don't even. Nobody sees me before ten a.m. anywhere ever. Sounds so, like my son Harry. Harry's got a, a, 11 a.m. You know, an early. He's, no, he's got a teenager. He's kind of you sort of expect. This is supposed to be a professional sportsman. Anyway, 11 o'clock is when these two are supposedly on court. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty tempted with Monfils here as an underdog. I really am. I know it's, it's I could see it burning me, but if you look at what they've done last 12 months at main level on all surfaces. Um, their service points won and return points won totals. Shapoval of 98, Monfils 101, so a decent advantage there for Monfils. And he does have a fabulous record in this tournament, Gail Monfils. 75% win rate here in Rotterdam. And his service points won and return points won total is 104. Um, I think perhaps one of the main reasons why um, Monfils has done so well here is because there's a, an awful lot of space behind the baseline for, for defenders to kind of work their magic, so to speak. I think that's one reason reason why Gail's done very well here. He likes to sit deep and soak up the the, the pressure, if you want to call it that, from the other side of the net. I think that's a a valid point. Um, and one reason why he's done so well here. But I suppose the question is, is he fit? That That's the problem. If this was a fit Monfils and we're getting, what is he, two point sort of four-ish? Yeah, plus 138. Yeah, I'd, I would. If, if, I, if I thought he was fit, I would certainly be taking that price. The problem is he's certainly at the, the end of his career now, isn't he? 37 years of age and a lot of a lot of injuries over the years. Looked to have a wrist injury in Montpellier when he when he f- faded away pretty tamely against Caboli uh, a few weeks ago. He played one match in the UTS exhibition that you mentioned before getting kicked out for a, a, an incident which I talked about the other day. Um, I, I just think this is... I mean, Shepard is so inconsistent, isn't he? He's, play, he's played Hugo Gaston three times in the past sort of few weeks. Won one, lost one. And the one that he won in qualities to get here was was an injury to to Gaston. So two wins for him. But that's Shapovalov all over. He, he hammered Gaston one week, played the same player the next week, and lost. So you you can't. Shapovalov's just not done anything for me to to be priced the way that he is. I think he's only been priced this way because people think that Monfils is injured. Um, if I was betting in this much, I would most certainly take Monfils. Yeah, Monfils is plus 138. He has only won one of his last six matches and he has come from a qualification that, uh, event that Sean mentioned there. Disqualification, sorry. And uh, if you look at Shabavalov, he's come through qualifying. He's got two matches here, Marchier and Gaston. Obviously, Gaston was injured in that match. But uh, at plus 138, Sean thinks that could be a little bit of value, but um, slight question mark about the fitness of the Frenchman coming into this match. And that is a 5 a.m. start. So that's one of the first matches on court, an early cut, a start. Bublik styley get on the court. Nice and early, 5 a.m. start and get your vets on nice early. Head I to the he website. scheduled again for 11 o'clock. I really do. I love well, it. We, I that, that could be an angle for us if he's 11 o'clock start. And it, or if you see him again as an early start, you, you know that he's, he's not up for it. So I did know that anyway, to be honest. But he, the way that he went on about it today, it was, it was, it was just quite funny the way he wouldn't stop talking about it. Final match uh, we're going to speak about is Grigor Dimitrov. Obviously got to the final last week in Montpellier. Got beaten by Hugo Embert. Uh, had a bit of a rest period. But he's up against Lorenzo Sanego, who's no no mug, really. I'm quite surprised by the odds on this one. This is a 7 a.m. start in Rotterdam. Dimitrov is mopped, but minus 480. 
Very, very strong favour. Uh, Sonego plus 350. The spread here is a three and a half. Dimitrov um, minus three and a half is minus 139. Sonego plus three and a half is plus 108. And the total here is also 22 and a half. Exactly the same as Shapovalov on feast with over minus 105, under minus 126. Um, Dimitrov obviously made the final last week. There is a tendency to to look to fade players who have gone deep in a in a sort of a tournament like that and then come here. Not not really much far to travel. He's been practicing today with Yannick Sinner. I saw him practicing today with Yannick Sinner. They're very close friends. He's becoming a popular play, Dimitrov. I mean, the, he's a public play. The public love him. And he's starting off at crazy prices. I, I, I'm scratching my head a little bit on this uh, minus 480 price. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't back Dimitrov at that price against anybody in any situation. But he does have, well, maybe not anybody, but you know what I mean. He has uh, a very, very strong record here. Does uh, Grigor Dimitrov eight, just looking at the first round uh, of this tournament? He's eight and one win loss in round round one of Rotterdam. The only time he's ever lost. Do you know the only time he ever lost was? Um, Very probably against Federer or something. Songer, Joe Wilfred Songer in oh. two thousand eleven. He's the only person ever to beat Dimitrov in round one of of Rotterdam. So, and in only once in those nine matches has the opening set gone over ten games. So he's got a, a history of starting quickly here. I feel like the conditions, he'd probably want them a little bit quicker, but I think the court does take his slice pretty well here. Um, that's one reason that he's he's had a lot of success, Grigor Dimitrov. His overall record in Rotterdam, 64% win rate and a service points one and return points, one total of 101. So it's somewhere he has enjoyed coming. It's somewhere he's come and hit the ground running pretty much every time. Um, if we look at the last 12 months, on indoor hard at main level, about to go back for 10 matches for Sonego because he only played eight matches last year. So the recent history uh, on this surface, uh, service points one and return points one for Dimitrov, 105, which is impressive, and Sonego, 99. Sonego's problem on indoor hard is that he's, he, he doesn't break serve often enough. He's not winning enough return points. He's not breaking serve often enough. He's only broken serve 12.8% of the time on indoor hard in those 10 matches, Sonego. So that's a, a big a big problem for him. The fact that the pair have never met, you're never really sure how the, how the matchup's going to go, but I feel like Dimitrov is going to win this with perhaps a little bit despair. I'm not sure it would be my sort of bet, but I feel like Dimitrov, maybe minus three and a half games is 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 of interest here. Um, as I say, it's not my sort of bet, but I, I just can't see Sonego on current form really doing a great deal against Dimitrov in these conditions on this court. Yep, Dimitrov minus four eighty today. Go plus three fifty. Very popular play with the betters at the moment is a Dimitrov win. I just think it's a little bit too short. I think if you're going to play, if you're going to play Dimitrov, you could you might get a little bit of value or bigger price in play. But obviously, look, Sean's done the stats there, and he tells you that Dimitrov in round one here is pretty much unbeatable, and and he comes in under. So if he fast, if he starts get break up early, then that four eighty is minus one well, or minus three and a half is long gone. So. Sean's done all the hard work, so I don't I don't have to. Um, Sean, talking of all the hard work and all the statistics, um, mm. we've had a lot of questions and a lot of new subscribers have come on in the recent weeks and haven't been on our journey for the last couple of years on this tennis okay. journey that we've had. And a lot of people ask me the same question. Where does Sean get his stats? I tell him it's all in his brain. He's, he, he's a walking encyclopedia of uh, tennis knowledge, which we all know anyway. Some of where, it's in my brain, not much. Where do you get some. most of these these stats? You, you you tell us about the left hand as you tell us all this time. Is there is there an official place where you go for all your information? Some of this stuff you can get online for free um, on the ATP website or Tennis Abstract. Those sort of websites will give you a, a pretty good idea um, of all that sort of stuff. That the, the 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 Dimitrov stuff that I just 
talked about there. A lot of that I got from from on court, which which tells you how a player's done at certain tournaments. It's it's got a lot of breakdowns and a lot of drop down menus. You can you can get a lot of information from there, and that's that's completely for free. Um, the other stuff is that I use that I get I use from a program called On Court, which is um, a tennis uh, a tennis program which you have to pay a subscription for, and that that's that gives me the the service points, one every 10 points, one titles, and all the other stuff. I can dive a little bit deeper into it with that. Yep. So there you go. There it is. Uh, there's the program called On Court, and that's where the majority of Sean's stats, a lot of it is from homework as well, going to the right websites. You know, you've got to put your homework into this if you want to make it successful. And that's why we have Sean on here doing what he does for us. And we're grateful to have him on the show. Uh, that's a 7 a.m. start, Dimitrov against Onega. Like I say, 5 a.m. Eastern time, Shabavala for Monfeast. And the late match, 1.30, is Sinner against Botic Van der Sandship. Head across to the Bet Rivers website, 28 to 29 different markets on all those matches. And not only those, all the other matches in uh, we have tomorrow. And we start off with the bet as well in the first match, the Ruzavori match. Hasn't really helped with the schedule on that one. Ruzavori against Umber, giving Umber a little bit of time to recover. And you, if you haven't bet it, we've actually bet Ruzavori, and you might get a better line now. So uh, head across to the Bet Rivers and uh, website and check that out. Um, one match we're going to speak about in Delray Beach, um, and it's the only Taylor we want to talk about in this show, and that's the main man, Taylor Fritz. Number one seed, defending champion. Mate yours. Listen, he's asked me for a few selfies now and again. I just have to say to him, Taylor, come on, mate. You know, I'm, I'm here to work, not to uh, not to hang around with you guys. But anyway, nearly you knocked know, me off my feet in um, Stuttgart last year, running running wild. Nearly knocked poor myself over. Lock, he's, he's stock a, and barrel. He's a big old lad. He's a big old lad. I mean, he, is, yeah. he could knock you over. He nearly took me completely reason. out in Stuttgart. Well, he, well, he's in action, and um, this might not be as easy and straightforward as the odds suggest here. It's a more convenient time for, for for the American viewers because obviously it's a tournament in America. It's in Delray Beach, down in in Florida. Um, we mentioned about the weather conditions here, Sean. We said it's going to be quite hot, but it could be blustery, quite windy. Is that the common theme of the the opening day? Yes, a lot of players were complaining about the wind. It, I said it on Sunday. It is it is by the beach. It does get blustery. It does get windy. Um, some players don't like it. Some players use it as an excuse when they get beat. Some players just, just don't like playing. I must admit, I don't like playing in the wind. I, I'm, you know, it, it is annoying. You know, you're trying to get your shot, and then the next thing you know, the wind's blown the ball about four foot further on. It, it is aggravating. I can see why it annoys certain players, particularly if they've got a high ball toss as well. You know, that, that gets affected a little I, bit by the wind. So um, I don't yeah. like playing with wind. But not not with the wind. When I when I have a, when I have a, when a bit of a last time I played tennis was about eight, when I was about eighteen. I can't remember. I don't, think, I don't think we had any windy conditions where I played tennis. Where I live here, it's 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 again it's by the beach, so it is it is pretty windy. So it's um it, it can get quite annoying. But some players like it. Some players some players really really don't. So um I don't know all of them. It, it, it changes as well. Generally speaking, the players with good footwork, the nimble ones. The players with a bit more variety in their game, a bit less robotic, if you want to call it that. They, they tend to be the players that go um, the best in the wind. Well, I don't know if Taylor Fritz is going to be used to it. Well, he should be used to it. He didn't, he grew, he didn't grow up far from here. Um, come to his tournament as a kid, won the tournament last year. was very emotional in his speech. He's a defending champion, and he's playing someone in Borges who's come probably at the peak of his 
career, what, what he'd done, he's amazing achievement by reaching the round 16 of the Australian Open. He, and he took a set off Medvedev in that round 16 match. Yeah. Beat Dimitrov, beat Devadovich, Fikina, Martia. Had a great run. But then he went to the Davis Cup and was was embarrassed with his performance there. He bounced back with a win here in qualification. Uh, no surprise, Taylor Fritz is the favourite here, minus 420. Borges is plus 310. The spread is 3.5, minus 143 for Fritz, plus 112 for Borges. And the total here is 21.5, which is a little bit low. Uh, when you consider Fritz's big serve and in Fritz's matches in, in usually. So there's a contrast of styles. Obviously, you've got the big serve in Fritz and the more sort of the clay quarter style of Borges. Uh, over is uh, minus 134, though, on the line of 21 and a half and under is plus 104. Uh, there has been money for Fritz in the last few hours since these prices come out. And I'm not surprised, really, because the American betters like to get with the American men. Uh, Fritz is the number one seed defending champion. It's a tournament where Americans do well. Um, what's your angle of attack here? If you'd have asked me about this about two or three months ago, a couple of months ago, I would have said Fritz wins easy. But Borges, is he, he's had the transformation of all transformations, really. He's suddenly become a, a, a decent operator on a quick hard court, and he was anything but that, the complete opposite of that in his career prior to, to the Australian Open. He's somebody that I would always want to oppose on hard courts. I think we did oppose him at the start of the season as well, didn't we, against uh, Kotov, I think we had against him. Um, Kotov, I think it was in Hong Kong. Kotov won pretty easy. Um, since then, he's he suddenly found like a new lease of life. Um, but see what Borges has done so far this season on outdoor hard in the main draw. His service points won every ten points. Win total is a hundred, and he's got a five-three win-loss record. Now that's that's very respectable for a guy who generally has has played quite quite a bit on clay. Was never really anything on 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 the quicker surfaces prior to this season. Um, so for me, when he first played, well, first played his first main level match up until the start of this year, uh, he was four and ten win loss um, on outdoor hard, and his service points won every ten points one total was ninety six. So the transfer, he's won more matches this season in in what six weeks than he had in the previous two years on 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 hard court. So a huge transformation, and he beat a big serving. Diallo last night as well in, in you know months gone by I would have perhaps fancied Diallo for that probably would have done um if he can keep that level going that he showed us in the Australian Open he, he could easily take this past the overs mark um I think you mentioned it was over 21 and a half didn't you the line over 21 it's, it's minus 134 though the over 21 and a half you have, if you want you need to go up to 22 and a half to get a, okay. a bit of plus money so it's quite low but Bet Rivers give you the opportunity to move the hand the, the handicap all the total games. So if we go to twenty two and a half, we get plus one oh six. Yeah, I mean, given that this is Fritz's first match, you know, at Delray Beach, he played his last match. I think was in um, the Ukraine, wasn't it? Or not Ukraine? What am I talking about? It was in Davis Cup. Um, it was against the Ukraine actually. I don't know where they played it, but he won that Taylor Fritz. So he's, he's going from Australian Open indoor hard, and now he's going very windy conditions outdoor hard. Quite high bouncing, little on the sort of slowish side, sort of slow, medium, high bouncing, um, hardcore. It's it's you know it's not an easy transformation. I'm sure Fritz will probably win this match, you know, and the, the guys that have put money on him on the money line, I'm sure they'll probably be successful. But given what we've seen from Borges so far, you know, he's beaten Dimitrov over the best of five sets, beat Davidovich for Kina, um, pretty close with Medvedev as well. Carries on that form. I think the overs, all, all the handicaps on Borges, they have to be the way to go. Maybe first set, maybe opening set to Borges could at, be a bigger problem. The over, the, to win the first set for Borges is plus 215. But if you want to go over 10 and a half on set number one, it's plus 210. That might look a big price. 
Yeah, I, I, the the point is that Borges is a a completely different animal than than he was even you know two three months ago on Hardcourt's completely different. Mm. So that uh, is this going to be an official play or just a, a lean or you're not quite. Yeah, this is my. I, I would want a bit bigger price, and if it was over twenty one and a half, I'd probably want you know about evens or so on that. Um, but there are plenty of options if you want to take um, take Borges. No, we don't believe this is going to be as easy as the odds suggest there for the number one seed and the defending champion, Taylor Fritz, against the vast improving Nuno Borges. Um, so just the one official pick, Sean, is it over 20 and a half games? Yeah, over 20 and a half games, uh, plus one time of Bet Rivers in the match between Sinner and Van der Danskorp. And don't forget that match starts at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. So you've got plenty of time to head across to the website to place your wages. You've also got plenty of time to subscribe to Benning Weekly Studios on YouTube. And also give us a follow on our Twitter and our Instagram account. We share the same handle at Because We Win. There's some great content. The Champions League uh, soccer starts this evening and tomorrow. It's got the European competitions really hot up over here. The Premier League is hotting up. You've got the, the, all the other European content as well. And obviously, we've got the tennis, which we'll be back again tomorrow, looking at all the tennis action as well. And finally, uh, give us a um, download, the podcast. Uh, it's uh, Betting Weekly app, Game Bet Match, and it'll be available on all your preferred podcast providers. Uh, Sean, have a good day. It's half term, isn't it? Late at home, is he? No, he... that's next week, I think. Oh, yeah, it's round, next week. Now and here, around here, we've got half term here. Okay, kids no, are all week. the kids off at the moment. Yeah, they're driving everyone mad because it's raining. They can't get out in the outdoors. So I, that's what I thought. You thought you be... might have. Pain. Nah, that'll. Be... I look too too serene for that, don't I? At the minute, you look. Yeah, as I say, you look a lot better. You look sharp. I mean, surely, surely next week we come to you and the and Lakers been off for a week. You look. You look exhausted. You you'd be all over. He's, the place. A, he's at football camp on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So even there Friday be, as well. Pay, pay, right. pay, pay for the Friday. Um, doesn't it doesn't operate on the Friday? Otherwise, otherwise I would send it down the Friday. <laughs> Um, go somewhere else on the Friday. Yeah, exactly. Get it. Uh, get, get down that. Po- find out where this package is. I don't know where this package is. I'm worried I'm about not, that unless you. I don't know. I can't really chase it. Can I? I've got. I, no... don't know. I have to find out what they've done. But you no, know, it was in. It was in a nice big bag, all written up. It's a, a little. Uh, a little unless bag they've in... unless they've tried to deliver it and not, but they haven't bothered putting that little slip through the door. Unless, unless they've done that. I mean, I could ring the local sorting office and ask them if they've got anything for me, I suppose. It was, it's a week ago, so it should be there. No, all right. I'll um, ring it when I finish this. All right, mate. Listen, uh, thanks very much for your time. Thanks to everyone for watching. Thanks to everyone for subscribing. Any questions you have, like the questions you asked earlier about Sean, where he gets his information from, uh, feel free to drop us a tweet or put a message here underneath the comment box below. We're more than happy to answer any questions. Share your thoughts, who you think will win. If you think you, you like a bet we're suggesting, or you like a bet we think we've missed, let us know what you think. Uh, this is a bit of a community. want to build it up and uh, have a little bit of fun together and hopefully cash some winning tickets. Okay, have a good day, and we'll speak to you all again tomorrow. Take care.